Hi, welcome to the Playing On Podcast. Despite everything. Hi, welcome to the Playing On Podcast. I'm your host for this evening, episode 59, I believe. I think so. I did some research on the way over here. Mm. I have a very, very special guest with us today. His name is Carl. From 2002. The Microwave. Markowski. He is wearing an olive green JT Racing size medium. (laughs) It's a large... Well, I think it's a large. It's small. Yeah. Welcome to the fastest dad in paintball. Hi, Mark. How are you today? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. All right. I got a first question. Guys or girls, you think? See, you've asked me this a bunch of times, and I think... I think girls, I think. I th- I think girls, I think, too. That's a terrible icebreaker. Yeah, it's better than don't use that one. Does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> so how you been, man? I'm living the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in Buffalo great. now. Buffalo, New York. Yeah, I heard that city's pretty uh, cold. They like chicken wings. Naturally, yeah. the Buffalo. So wing. why did it get turned? To, why did it get turned to a like, Buffalo wings? Because they were developed in Buffalo. The story is. That's really the reason? Yeah. The story is at the I'll, I'll give you the rundown. All right. Let's do at it. the Anchor Bar, which honestly is probably like not even in the top 10 of the best wing places in <laughs> Buffalo, but they'll yeah. tell you they are. They apparently one night, apparently they used chicken, got whole chickens, used the breast, used the thighs and different things like that, and the legs at the restaurant. Well, they apparently discarded the the two pieces of the wing that you get commonly. People call them like drums and you know, paddles, flats, whatever you want to call them. It's come the piece of the, it's basically you're like your arm. Chicken fingers. Yeah, it's their finger. No, Just the there's one no finger? chicken fingers. No, they have wings. And uh, they apparently one night like were like, "Whoa, let's fry these and make some sauce." So they did, and the next thing you know, it's the there's the buffalo chicken wing, hmm. which shorted to buffalo wing. And. I don't know. Then you get places like Buffalo Wild Wings that they somehow abbreviate. Did they originate B- in Buffalo? W3. That place? No. B-dubs? Yeah. B-dubs. They have terrible food. Overpriced. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Not a fan. I saw, I was on Facebook, and this is, you know, because I'm a, I'm a food connoisseur. Now I am self-proclaimed, a self-proclaimed wing <laughs> connoisseur. You know, since I've spent the last eight months in Buffalo, New York, I've pretty much had wings everywhere. Right. And I see people on Facebook where in Northwest Ohio has the best chicken wings? And I like three people comment Buffalo Wild Wings. You just want to walk over there and smack them in the head. It's like asking like, who has the best local burger, and you yeah, say McDonald's. <laughs> Killer. That quarter pounder. They got the best quarter pounder. The way they make it. Mm. It's so quick. It's, it's so made, fast. It's made to order. <laughs> it's honestly, it's about the same every time. It's impressive. Yeah. It's pretty close. It's almost yeah. like they have a machine that does it. <laughs> And out of all frozen ingredients, it gets shipped in daily. Uh, it's ridiculous. They're like the it. number one import for uh, for chicken and something else. Maybe bread or wheat. Because they just go through so many buns. Yeah. It's crazy. Over mil- billions and billions served. It says it right on the sign under the golden arches. <sighs> it's crazy. So, I got some more questions for you. Yeah, I've been sure. listening to this new podcast. And uh, which one? It's the Team Never Quit podcast by Marcus Luttrell, and I'm not sure the other guy's name. Brother, I think it was Rutherford or something like that. Luttrell sounds familiar. Very good. Marcus Luttrell, Lone Survivor, 
wrote the ah, yeah. books. Very good service, Lone Survivor. Very good. Very motivational. Good to listen to at the gym. If anybody wants a podcast to listen to at the gym. But you could listen to playing on podcasts at the gym, and it'd be sweet when I'm on. Nice plug. Yeah, you like it? <laughs> but anyway, they do this like rapid fire round. Mm-hmm. They have these they have these questions, and you just answer them. First word that comes ahead. Not, 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 not even like, we, we used to play that game. Remember? Right. On our long drives to Columbus. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Apple. It. Yeah. Pear. Rabbit. Hole. Stew. Chew. It. Movie. See? That's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad yeah. at all. So, uh, like, the first question was, I think you need to start doing this with your with your guests. Okay. If you, we used to kind of play this game, I know, a little bit. If you were a metal object, what metal object would you be? A handmade knife. Nice. By, like, oh, so let's go there for a second. Okay. So, my buddy, I have, I have like, one friend in Buffalo. Okay. I've been there eight months, so it's one. You've, probably, you've made one I'm friend? I'm to have one. That's yeah. not bad. So, he loves Forged in Fire. Okay. Which is a show. I don't know if you've ever seen it's it. It's on History Channel, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. They make, they literally make weapons. It's awesome. Well, it gets, I, I like, showed him, kind of turned him on to, like, Jameson Chop. Mm-hmm. And he makes those, he like. Those Muteki like, knives. Screw this. I'm going to be a blacksmith. Arr. And he became a blacksmith. And it's so cool. And I watch all this stuff. I want to buy a knife from him, but I can't afford it. I know. That's the only thing that's holding me back. I'm but like, I don't, I'm not, uh, not going to be like, hey man, make me a deal because I'm not like that. You know? It's, yeah. His like, so, so I feel like there's, there's a big difference between asking one of your friends to, hey man, can you see if you can give me a, a paintball gun? Can you see if you can give me a deal on a whatever X paintball gun? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing. But saying, hey, Jameson, do you think you can get me a deal on your, basically your hard Your labor? livelihood? Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's, I mean, it's anyone's like, even like livelihood. They own a business, but it's different if it's, hey, you know, you buy this at dealer price X, you know, can you get me a deal on it? So I don't have to pay full retail. But he's the one physically making yeah. the I mean, object. You know, he's got, yeah, there's material costs, but it's labor intensive. Right. These guys make a knife on that show. Like the final project's like a five day project. Mm-hmm. You know, hours wise, this, this has got to go. This is My head's getting so this hot. Is bothering this is bothering me. Oh, I'm getting warm just in this. I'm wearing the the NRG New York NRG. I only wore that once. It fits me good. I'm wearing this. It's a four X. Oh yeah. I don't know why they assumed that I was a four X. Well, because they only printed off you one. You move one of so those. fast and it just flows. It was like a blanket. <laughs> slow you down like a it parachute a yeah parachute training um so the next question for you okay shout out to uh jameson though jameson, awesome knives bud jameson chap i don't even awesome know if he nice. listens but i don't know we can tag him but head him over we can i think he's uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna find his instagram jameson so you can find him chop knives so it him. is let's see um do, do, do. i follow him too but i i don't know it by heart bro yeah, we definitely need a little, little plug see. there because there's a lot of people that like cool stuff like handmade custom one-off J.M. Chop with two P's. So J-M-C-H-O-P-P and uh, custom uh, custom knife maker. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Makes Muteki knives. They're amazing. Make sure you go over and follow them on, uh, on Instagram. And if you can afford it, buy a knife from him. Buy a fucking knife. knife and cut shit with it. That's what I would do. Yeah. Just not people, unless well, if it's people, you're getting it, you know, self defense. Yeah, or don't get caught. One of the two. Never. <laughs> so you know what I learned from the movie Mr. Brooks? Never kill somebody that you know, and then yes. you're fine. Mm-hmm. You can. I mean, really, not that difficult to probably get away with. 
All right, let's not talk about <laughs> trying to get away with murder on here. Second question. All right. This one comes right from the last podcast that I, I listened to. Okay. From T Never Quit. Is a hearse with a driver and a loaded casket allowed in the carpool lane? Yeah. Why? It. I don't know if it specifies that the other body needs to be a live person. Well, so is there, I mean, there is a difference between, let's say, like a dummy and a corpse. But is there? Depending on how you view See, things. See, and then, you, yeah, yeah, that's true because it's like. The Klingons, it's just an empty soul. They, they you're the, the person <laughs> have our. Are you talking Star Trek? I'm talking Star Trek. The Klingons, <laughs> they believe that it's just an empty shell. And that you're do with it what you please, right? Because the soul has already went off to Stovokor, and that's where they turn and they howl at it. Serious shit, bro. <laughs> Too deep into Star Trek. Well, no, I, I mean that's a that's an honest way of looking at it because I think it should be in the carpool lane. Absolutely, no you can't. Absolutely. Well, but, you think about it, like you are, you know, you are your consciousness. You're not your your body is physical, but your body wouldn't be, you know, you'd be a tree if you weren't. I mean, maybe trees have you know trees have some sort of, and and plants have some sort of. Uh, would you call it a reaction rather than a consciousness, as far yeah. as trees go? Well, maybe and mushrooms. Like you're and, already some. If you're in Hinduism, you're already something else when you die. You you've been reborn. So what is consciousness? The the ability to make decisions? Unless you have reached the what is it? Some samsara is the the escape. You have escaped the rebirth cycle and achieved it. Yeah. The ultimate goal. I mean, I think I kind of think that uh, that consciousness is the ability to make decisions because I feel like if if you're able to do that, then I believe that there is something behind it, as far as a, a thought process. I mean, so look at a, look at a jellyfish. You're not real smart. But look at a shark. They ain't real smart either. They just wake up. They don't even sleep, just, really. Yeah. Just kill I, shit. Yeah. All day long. That's all I do. They eat shark. shit. Kill shit. And move. Keep, just, keep, just keep swimming. Yeah. Did you know that a nurse shark is one of the very few sharks that can actually stop? Almost all species of shark have to swim their entire life. Right. To move water over their gills. Nurse shark does not. It can sit on the bottom and isn't isn't that the same shark that can swim upside down or something like that too? Yeah, maybe. Oh. I don't know. Nurse sharks Dude, are not only on the bottom. The ocean is a scary place. Why? Because <laughs> it's deep. Because it's so. I, I think it's because it's so. Uh, it's. I think it's just overwhelming because you can be if you you pluck yourself in the ocean. And there's, it's just nothing but darkness and blue. I mean, depending on how deep you go, but there's the, the unknown. And you can I go mean, really deep in some places. Like you can go, you can go deep farther than you can go up a mountain. Would Isn't you crazy? Would you go in a submarine to a deeper depth than the deepest part of a of the ocean that somebody's went? And the yeah. submarine is about as big as that fucking stand up. I shower. think that would be really sketchy. It'd that would be a super super submarine. That, that's what they sail the unmanned vehicles down there because they can't withstand the pressure. Yeah. So they send them down like the Mariana Trench. It's like deeper than Everest is tall. That's scary. Yeah. 
Imagine what's down there. Have they sent things down there? Yeah. Have they come back with anything? Hmm. Water. Lots of water. Big yeah. crack. There's water down there. Cold water. See, it's weird, though, because it's cold water, but it's closer to the core. When you think it'd be warmer? Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking that. You looked at me, and we both thought that at the same time. <laughs> Some weird shit going on down here. Yeah. Well, have you seen the ones where there, it's like a lake and a lake? Like it's that different, the water is a different temperature and, or even a disc, a diff, uh, different viscosity. Mm-hmm. And it looks like water inside of water. I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. Like the little, and then there's like the weird holes. There's a weird lake up in, uh, it's like, it's probably not Ontario. It's probably like, like Quebec. Don't say, don't say Quebec. Oh, around. sorry. It's Quebec. 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 <laughs> sorry, Canadians. Brian McKenna. <laughs> Quebec. No, bro. Bro, it's Quebec, bro. Bro, bro. <laughs> it's Quebec. It's a, it starts with a Q. <laughs> Quebec, bro. Quoi. 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 Quebec. See, it's not... See, we don't say queen. It's the king and queen. It's the king and queen. Queen. Quebec. 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 All right. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> What were we talking about? Where I live, I deal with it. You know how many times... You're talking about a lake up in Do you know in how Quebec. many times I say fucking Canadians a day in Buffalo? <laughs> how close are you to the border right there? 30 minutes. I say fucking Canadians at least three times a day. Yeah? Because they all come to the Galleria Mall and want to buy shit and they come over there Is Cabela's attached to the mall? No, Cabela's across the road, but then they come over there and they're like... Oh yeah, man, up in blah. That sounded kind of Jamaican. I'm like a. <laughs> I was yeah, gonna say, up in, up in Canada, you know, we can't go just walk down to the boat dealership. It's like thirty percent more for us to take our Canadian money over here and buy it on the the American side and transfer it to American dollars. And so sometimes it'd be really nice. Canadian I come back accent. and then it's my tariffs and oh Jesus, I can't tariffs. afford to buy the boat. I just need to go back to Regina, Saskatchewan, and live my life out there. Saskatchewan. Yeah. You think that's where Bigfoot lives? He might. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's here. I just shave. So I'd... I'm Bigfoot. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll be your Bigfoot. I'll be your Bigfoot. <laughs> so paintball-wise, no paintball this year, No, huh? we're not there. We're not We're not done with the questions. Oh, okay. All right. I got one more. We and can this keep was, going. This I'm was good. From the same, this was from the same podcast. If you could go back, they were doing this. Um, I forget the guy's name. He's a Navy SEAL operator. They were he's been all over the place, done everything twice, kind of thing. Uh, they were interviewing him. And they asked him. They said, if you could go back in time or present and have a beer with anyone, who would it be and why? That's a good question. A beer with anybody. Who would it be and why? Man, there's so many. That Could it be up. Marcus Aurelius Antoninus? I still have yet to read that. You want me to read it to you? I heard it's really good, though. Probably is good. Meditations. The Thoughts of the Emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Um, You know, I thought about, you know, you, you things you, people that come to mind are presidents, um, musicians, but... I think I would sit down with my my grandfather that I was named after that that died before I knew. So you never even knew him. Never even knew him. 
That would be interesting. Just because then you could, because you know, who really cares about the rest of the people, the, the famous people or whatever? Yeah, because because I guess he was a um he was a uh, professional musician. He played drums in a band, and uh, I don't think they were that big, but they you know got paid enough to travel around. Huh. And um, yeah, it was my dad's father, and that's that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I no, I wasn't named. I wasn't named after him. I was named after my great great grandfather, but I never got to meet my dad's dad, and that's who I wanted to meet. I'm not named. I so I've been doing family lineage searches, and I've been back in like the 1700s, and there's not like for me like Mark Anthony is not in there anywhere. Like I just my parents just decided on it. Doesn't like it doesn't follow any family tradition or nothing. Like my dad has, my dad has. His, They're not like Latin music fans or anything like that. They're probably not. No. They're probably older than Mark Anthony. <laughs> Mark Anthony. You resemble him. So. Mark Anthony was still jumping from nut to nut in his daddy's ball sack when yeah. my parents made me. Do they go? Them, I mean. Do you, do they go nut to nut, or is it just do they meet? No, it meets. When? So the vas deferens comes up and joins. I was gonna say. Yeah, and then it like goes through the Cowper's gland, and that's what puts the majority of the goo together, and then it. <laughs> that's the, that's the mixer. That's yeah. It's actually like more like a lubricant, and then it actually has some nutritional value. That's why people make the joke like, hey, "Here's your protein." Right. Like, it has some nutritional value actually, not to feed your significant other, but <laughs> there's better sources of protein. I like nutrition, so. Right. But they. Uh, it's to feed your little swimmers when they're trying to get up there, you know, and, you know, penetrate. They got to have some nutrients. You know, you don't, you don't send soldiers to battle without some food in their pack. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this guy, <laughs> I think his name was like Alex. I'm not uh, the name of the Navy SEAL. He said, he goes, just right off the bat, he just goes, I'd go back and have a beer with like 18-year-old Hitler. He's like, and then I'd look him right in the eyes and choke the life out of him. Change the course of history. <laughs> There's a lot that goes... Have, do, you, do you listen to uh, Jordan Peterson at no, all? I don't have cable. Me neither. <laughs> but... Uh, if it's not on Hulu, Carl, I don't get it. He Well, he goes into the... Like, he, I think it was Jordan Peterson who was talking about it. But, like, put yourself in... Um, and not not necessarily put yourself in the Nazi shoes, but he he was kind of explaining like how anybody could have been a Nazi, depending on Absolutely. your environment and how it yeah how everything well, went down. A lot of people were just in it; they weren't, and they didn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, and then they didn't get they didn't get a choice. It was just like something they rolled into, and then didn't even well. And then a lot of the people that were just fighting in the German army had had they were clueless to what the you know what the end goal what was, was actually going on like in you know in Poland at these concentration camps you know that was you know the SS and you know the Gestapo to the extent rounding everybody up and like your foot soldier on the line at Normandy probably had no idea what was going on at Auschwitz no is that still on your bucket list to visit yes i think i would i think i would be overwhelmed with emotion at that we had place. a we had an interesting discussion in my philosophy 241 class philosophy of beauty was the class we had an interesting discussion about one of the one of the things we discussed was a picture uh, at auschwitz mm-hmm. it was how it was the philosophy behind how you perceive like this photo is this photo beautiful was the question like aesthetically 
it's a nice photo. As far as the it, shot was yeah, concerned. it looks great. If you don't know what it's a photo of, you probably would say it's a great photo. But if you say it's not a great photo, uh, not a beautiful photo, because you go, you know, a million plus Jews went rolled through their to went to their deaths rolling through that gate on a train, then you're showing bias. Though you're being biased to why it's not beautiful. So what was it? Was just a picture of the gate? And it was the, a picture of the front. Yeah, the front. Yeah, kind of just like the gate. If you know what it is. You, you let your outside bias of the evil and the atrocities that went on there influence your thought on whether it's beautiful. When aesthetically, it's a, I mean, it's a pleasing photo. Mm-hmm. Aesthetically, it would be pleasing to stand there and look if you didn't know. Right. But if you know what happened there, you would you could jump to the, the – the concept was you're jumping to a biased conclusion saying it's not beautiful right off the bat because, oh, Hitler killed a bunch of people here. That's true. That's all perception. Are the beaches of Normandy beautiful? I mean, they're nice white sand beaches, whitish, you know, whitish. They're nice sand beaches. They were before, and they are now. Yeah, you know, and just they're so only, happy. They were only that. crappy for a little while. That's so. I've been taking. Um, I think it's melatonin. I take melatonin. Melatonin. Oh, so great. gives you great <clears throat> dreams. Holy shit, dude! Like I've been taking it for this past week. And every single night, I've been I've been having the most vivid dreams of something oh, different every single best. night. Yeah, it's like, but it's but I've been <laughs> I've been like missing my alarm clock because I've been like sleeping so well. And but every dream, I would wake up. Normally, I don't remember my dreams either. Either, either, either. Sure. Either. Anyway, um, but every night I would wake up and it would be. I, I would still have that memory of that dream and it would be super vivid and it would be different every single time. I had one where where I was I was in a war and I've never had this feeling before. And it and for some reason in the dream my body and my mind felt this feeling. And it was the feeling of knowing that somebody is trying to kill you. And I've I've never had that feeling before. Ever. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what, you know, I, I can't imagine what it's like because we, as in, you know, in 2018, we just don't, as an everyday person, you don't really go through that in America, you know what I mean? In a decent part of yeah. town. But in the dream, I was in war and like almost there was not necessarily a bounty on my head, but I was in, I was on the ground fighting, but I was by myself, but I knew people were looking for me and... It was the weirdest feeling, man. It was the weirdest feeling. I don't have dreams like that too much. The, what I well, that have, was the first time that's happened to me. <laughs> I have ones where, like, it, they're, they always correlate back to whatever happened, like, from the day. You know, because that's what – the thought is that your dream – dreaming is when you go into the REM Your sleep, day breaking it's, down. It's your, it's your body sorting short into long-term memory, discarding shorts and storing longs, memories, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like – I don't know. It's in, it's interesting though, because like my I've had ones where like my dog was in my grill and I turned it on and like burn him and all sorts of weird <laughs> shit. Like why? Like why? Jesus. But it's like things with the dog or like I, I get the dream where you're like running from a bear. It's for me. It's always a bear, and I run and then I like make it to the building, but then the door is narrower than the door jam, so you can't sh- you can't latch it. <laughs> like I don't, I get it. That's my I have that all the time. Yeah. And then I, I feel I then now I'm to the point with my melatonin gets so crazy that I I dream that I've looked at my phone to see what time it was. 
but I'm never like out of the dream. Mm-hmm. Like I will be dreaming. Are they lucid? They're yeah. Oh yeah, I remember it vividly. Like well, I mean, do you like do you know that you're dreaming though? Like, yeah, are you remembering this while you're dreaming? I'm remembering it like after I like what'll happen is I will dream that I looked at my phone and it was I was like it was eight thirty and I'll panic and wake up mm-hmm. and then roll over and grab my phone and it's six fifteen. Yeah. Like it's I that happens to me all the time. I dream that I'm ahead of life. <laughs> yeah, it's been really weird. I mean, because I, I the whole reason I was taking melatonin and I've never taken it before is because I just for the past like couple weeks I would just be rolling in bed. I'm getting so hot. I'm burning up. <laughs> I'm stripping. Um, Don't look. But uh, or do. Uh, clean that up later. But I, I just haven't been able to get comfortable, and I've been uh, just rolling and just waking up multiple times at night. And uh, Got to meditate. Headspace. I, I need to do something, man. I, got the I just haven't really app. been able to it's sleep awesome. that well. But this this past week with the melatonin has been has been definitely a, you know an experience. I would take the melatonin about a half hour before I want to go to sleep. I put on the daily – I pay for the Headspace, but I put on the daily Headspace meditation – started on 20 minutes and i never make it to the end yeah just out it's weird because you know falling asleep is almost like a meditation with with nothing you know getting it's a mindset you know getting yourself to sleep you want to know a really great way to meditate in the best way like because even if you try you can try to you can get very good like i'm very good at meditating even in a loud room or whatever but sit at home quiet with a little like teacup candle and just stare at it it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And just analyze exactly what it's doing and every notice every little thing about the flame. And the, it kind of takes away a little bit from the meditate the idea of meditation to not allow thought period. Right. But then if you you can't do that. It's not it, it is physically not possible. You're going to be thinking about something. The trick is to teach your mind to the idea, like the idea I've always told is imagine you're sitting on the side of a busy highway mm-hmm. and the cars are the thoughts going by. You can acknowledge them. You see them. I'm like talking with my hands. But you're not stopping traffic. But you don't go. Yeah. You don't go run after one. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, thought. Gone. If you stare at the candle, you're thinking about the candle. I think of, when I do it, I think about everything about the candle and that's it. I think about the flame of the candle. Yeah. And that's the only thing I think about. And I can sit there like for 10 minutes, just rock solid candle. Do you ever drive with the radio off? Yeah. Just quiet. And then like, let's say five miles go by and you kind of come to not that, not that you were out of it or anything, but you kind of come to and it's like, you're like, how did I just make all those turns and navigate through traffic? Like you just, you, you, you become aware you know what I mean? And you're it's like, crazy. Like, how the hell? I had, or like how stress can play a role. Like, so my my lab final for my data structures class that I just finished was, it was unbelievably stressful and difficult. It took me, like it was the full two and a half hours. It was absolutely ridiculous. And it was so stressful that I couldn't, to try to just get it, like to do everything. We were talking about it like earlier today. One of my, me and one of my classmates were, were talking about it. And I'm like, dude, I don't even remember. He's like, well, what was the second objective we had to do? I'm like, I don't know. I can't recall. Like, I have a photographic memory, and I could not recall 
at all. I'm just like, you couldn't remember it. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what I honestly, I was like, I don't know what we did. Right. And then he started like, he was like, well, wasn't there a thing about like a job ID? And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. It was like being blacked out when you drink. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt. I was like, I just drawn a blank. I was trying to help him and I couldn't. Hmm. But anyway, your grandfather. That's who it would be. I don't know who mine would be. I really don't. <laughs> We're back to that. Maybe yeah. it would be my. Uh, maybe it yeah. Would who's be my, who's would you be? I don't know. If we if we went that route and didn't worry about like, wouldn't be someone. Like, doesn't have to be somebody famous. Doesn't have to be because the fame only goes as far as who you think is famous. I think for me and like kind of for I would. Hmm. I don't know, like. I don't know. I really associate, I like, and I kind of associate with like Buddhism. So I think like Siddhartha Gautama, which, which is the Buddha mm-hmm. would be kind of cool. But I also think that George Washington or Thomas Jefferson would be really cool. Cause I think like them and I would be very on par, like with our thoughts on a lot of things. Yeah. Cause I'm very much an originalist when it comes to the, you know, originalist, textualist kind of, this is when it comes to like the constitution, like this is what the founding father, this is what the founding fathers meant. This is what the text says. Those are two. I mean, they're different originalist and textualist slightly, but I'm like hardcore. This is how it's written. This is what it says. Not up for debate. What about Martin Luther King? I think that would be interesting too. I think that would be a very interesting conversation. I think that would be all of those times I feel like would be would be crazy to go through. Because Martin Luther King was one of those like he's not like the he's not like the people today that love to run around and scream racism and all this. He was totally different. That that the movement then was totally different than like the the Black Lives Matter crap and all that now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally different. You know, Martin Luther King didn't, you know, like, like I saw a thing, like when they talked about, you know, the, all these, they, these protests and stuff, it's like, th- there's a difference between Rosa Parks sat in the front of the bus, didn't give up her seat. She didn't burn the bus down and tip it over and smash cop cars and scream, let's kill a bunch of cops. Vandalize you know? the bus. Yeah. That's not, that's not a protest. That's very different. You know, a march on, uh, you know, a march led by Martin Luther King and a speech, like that's protest. That's free speech protest. Mm-hmm. That's different than a riot. Just- well, there's a whole thing going now. Um, you know, I'm listening to a few podcasts, and I guess, uh, w- what is it? iTunes and YouTube and all these Facebook and all these companies took down Alex Jones's uh, yeah platform. I guess a lot of people are wondering, like, what? Well, where's the line drawn? Yeah, you know, am I gonna get taken down because yeah, of no. my opinion? It's, it's or- ridiculous to me. Like. And I get it. Like it's a it's a business. Like they can say you can do whatever you want. Like nobody can stop you from standing on the street corner, street corner, street corner, the street corner, the street corner, <laughs> the street corner, and screaming whatever you want within reason. You know, right. there, there, you you can't do like you you can't you can't stand there and scream whatever you want. Like you think about the, but like under the Constitution. You can get people like the Westboro Baptist Church that stand there and, you know, hold signs and say, thank God for dead soldiers. Do like, they have a Facebook page? What? The pro- probably not. They probably don't. But it's ridiculous, though. You can't, you can't, like, one, like, Antifa can have a Facebook page. Or I think you either, everybody should or nobody should. One of the two. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's 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 Mark Zuckerberg's right to say that you can't have a your KKK clan can't have a Facebook page, but you know, because it's a business. You know, it's just like a business. It's just like a baker has the right to say that he's not making a cake for a gay couple. Is it a business or is it a public a public service? It's not a public service. It's well, definitely I'm... a for profit business. Right. Yeah. I mean, they provide you a service. You are. I mean, you're not required to take part in it. That's the thing. A business can refuse service to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody can walk in and go, you know, sorry, we're not going to do that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like that close to deleting all my Facebook stuff. I mean, no matter, I mean, whether it be the podcast, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of getting over Facebook. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, Facebook can just be, it's so much trash. So much shit. I get all this share stuff. You know, I keep a couple of these like diehard left wing liberals that I have on my friends list on there just so I can laugh at the shit that they post. But some of the other stuff is just like it just gets it's just so stupid and so convoluted left and right. Like, you know, well, there's so there's so much good and there's so much bad. Like there's so much good. Like like Rossford has a Rossford community thing that everybody yeah. talks in, complains about stuff and then praises the good and garage you know. sales and shit. Like, yeah, uh, but there's it's a like... ton of good stuff, but there is a ton of shit on there yeah. too. And then you and get it, ads it, for everything, it, all these sponsored ads, which I get, that's, that's how they make money. It, that's a business. That's where the business comes from. <clears throat> but the thing is, is like, I feel like we've, we've gone away from the basics of what we're trying to use the internet for. Um, you know, and, and now it's, it's just become this thing where we just, we scroll and we scroll and we scroll and we scroll mindlessly and we're not really accomplishing anything. You know, I, I love, I love having information and be able to go on and get in, get information like, like YouTube. I go on and I watch jujitsu all the time, you know, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking information, but when people go on there for, you know, 90% entertainment, 10%, you know, but this, and I'm talking about like kids growing up, they're taking in 99% of their their internet and everything is entertainment rather than good information and educational well they don't know what they're getting either that's all the time i hear people i see i love commenting when i see people share stuff on facebook that is just so false it's not true like you don't know the source anymore no just reading it i mean but that's been going on forever the the media has been lying to the people forever yeah you don't know you don't know what you're getting and what you know you can't. I mean, you, I'm not saying you can. You, the weatherman, you know, you can't trust him. But at least he, you know, he's just guessing at the weather. Like right. he's not trying to mislead you on purpose. He's not going to be like, it's going to snow tomorrow. And if it doesn't, he's not like fired. Yeah. Usually he's like, he's oh yeah, like, it's like a Saturday. We're looking at 81 with a 60 percent chance of rain. It it might rain. It might not. I feel like know? he's the, he or she the best job is ever. Dude, if you can get the, if you can get that job, you're the probably the only time that you could uh, have a job where if you mess up or you get something wrong. It's like, yeah, yeah. We'll try again tomorrow. Is, what all you do is you just you just go a little. It's no different than a, offering a lead time to somebody on a on an order. You know, it'll be three weeks, and then it shows up in one. They're like, oh man, you guys are great. It shows up in two and a half, and they're like, oh man, you guys are great. Even though that's a week and a half late than you knew thought it was going to be there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it makes it look it makes it look good, but that's the that weather thing. You're just like. Oh yeah, it'll be if if you just say it's like a chance of mostly sunny, maybe a chance of late afternoon thunderstorms. They love that line, you know. Partly cloudy. Partly cloudy with a chance of late afternoon thunderstorms tonight. High of eighty one, low of sixty two overnight. 
So what, where do they get the percentages of rain? How they do... make it up? They get it from the NOAA. <laughs> they get it from the NOAA guys, the Oceanic and Atmospheric Association, yeah. the administration or whatever. They don't have, like they, they, the W Robert, Robert Shields is not a WTOL. Put like, he's a meteorologist. He's a chief meteorologist. So why is it meteorology? Is it called meteorology? It's meteorology, and it's the study of or the meteors. Uh... <laughs> Because I haven't seen a meteor on the weather yet. Trivia question. Sometimes I, I sometimes I have these in the in the bag. Sometimes I don't though. What is the name for the activity of collecting stamps? <sighs> I'm not gonna say that I know this one, but I I feel like it's begins with a C. Starts with an F. That was my next Fogling. Close. Philately. Philately. That doesn't sound anything like I, Isn't stamps. that the weirdest thing? Philately? Philately. I don't know if it's F A. That sounds like the process of filleting a fish. I don't know if it's philately or flatily. I'm very fluent in flatily when I'm filleting a fish. Or if the GD boots are outside, it's fine. I'm just fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know that's that that's German. It is German. Very good. Ein Zwanzig is. Öffnest die Bücher aufzeit der zweihundert zweiundzwanzig bitte. You're scaring me. Please open your book to page two twenty two. Please. <laughs> I was gonna, it sounded like numbers. I was gonna yeah. say zweiundzwanzig. Zweiundzwanzig. I took German a long time ago, and it all went down the shitter. I was going to take Japanese, but they, they dropped the class before I got there. See, that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, realistically, if you wanted to take a foreign language and you wanted to probably be applicable in this country, you'd really need to study Arabic or Spanish. I mean, if I had if I spoke French, it'd be cool because I could speak to my boy Brian McKenna and nobody else would know what we was talking about. French is very it, – it rolls out of the mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Canadians. I would love to learn sign language. Sign language is cool. Bentley does sign language. He goes it's interesting. more. Cooper does eat. Thank you. So at Canisius, they actually teach a bachelor's that is edu- – it's an education bachelor's for English as a second language. And I thought that would be kind of cool. I'm not – I mean, obviously, it would never do that but like because I want to make money. But um, it – I thought that would be that's really neat. It's basically it's the concept of teaching kids English that don't know English versus but the thing is on the foreign countries they're smart. They teach the kids English right off the bat. Right. From a little from a young age. So they're bilingual. I mean like like Tashi is like I mean fluent bilingual and like pretty much fluent in Spanish, I would say. I would I would give her fluent. I mean she talks to patients in Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah. She could pass his Spanish. Yeah. Portuguese. I could see that. Native American. Indonesian. Yeah. What part of... Uh, they're in Milwaukee, right? Her parents? Mm-hmm. Milwaukee. I wonder why Milwaukee. It's where her mom's parents were. And they're Indian, right? Mm-hmm. So why Milwaukee? I know a I lot... Know. I know there's a lot of... Um, Pass Blue Ribbon? Uh, when I was living in Minnesota, there was a lot of, oh, I can't think of them now. The really dark skinned, um, 
shit, I can't think of it. And it, and it, it like blew my mind because it was like because Minneapolis is fucking cold, and it's just Somalian. Oh, Somalian. There, it, there's a there's yeah. a huge Somalian population in Minnesota. Well, you got a lot of like you got a, like a big Muslim population in Dearborn. Like huge. Deer, yeah. Huge. It's like little Dearbornistan. That's what I always call it, Dearbornistan. Yeah. But they had good food. A lot of a couple of guys that I used to work with. That that's where like you know they had like you got Sidon and stuff. You got good places here in Toledo, but they used to drive up there. There was like three of them. Mm-hmm. They used to drive up there and get food all the time. I never went. But it's a long way to go for food. I went to the Middle East market today. Got me some hummus. It's cheaper in there. It's so good. Ten bucks for two big tubs of it. Made fresh. I mean, in, yeah. I mean, packed today. It's Tashi and I. I get it. I mean, my parents brought me some last time, and oof. Sidon, Lebanese Bakery, and the Middle East Market. Shout out Toledo, Ohio. It's good stuff. Right across yeah. the street from work. Right across from the Peterson Thermal Equipment. <laughs> oh yeah. Pump Systems Peterson Thermal. Ooh. Yeah, they're slowly getting rid of the uh, the Peterson Thermal. The trailer fire trailer is only going to say Pump Systems. I mean, that's what it should. Peterson Thermal Equipment is kind of. Well, it's no longer a thing. Uh huh. So. Paintball. Paintball. So no paintball this year, huh? No. Strictly because of school and uh, school and work. Yeah, there's just and there's not really like anywhere. I mean, there's this one. There's one place, and I got a new field in Buffalo. It just opened up, but there's a new. There's a give place. it a shout out. What field? We're gonna give it a shout out. Do you want to do it right now? We can give it a shout out. So I was just trolling through Facebook one day, maybe, yeah, probably pushing two months ago, and I see kind of a little thing about buffalo paintball an article that was shared like by an article that was written on these two guys that run a they run a tech company they were opening this paintball field and i read the article and it said like you know it gave me the address and i kind of looked at it and it said like 3.5 acres and i'm like man that's small mm-hmm. you know i was like that's not big so so i reach out to them you know because i don't know i don't know what the background is i don't know if i wouldn't mind being involved when talking about it and you know just seeing where they were going with this this idea, like, what did right. they have planned? You know, I didn't have a. How far in the clue. process are they? Pretty much is what you're you're, you're yeah. trying to find. I'm like, where I'm like, where are we at? Okay, so I I contact them. We talked a little bit. I actually met them down at the field. Kind of almost did like a little bit of consulting work. And I'm like, well, I was like, what are your end goals? You know, because I've been around this game a long time. Like, I can tell you, I've seen a lot of fields open and close, mm-hmm. and I can tell you what the players want from a tournament standpoint. I was like, it's real easy to make rec players happy. Have cool unique interesting field super naive as far yeah. as you know or maybe not naive but needy yeah i was like that so i was like well like they're like well most of the most of everything we've heard back from all the people around here is buffalo needs like a nxl speedball field and right when they said speedball i knew they probably didn't know a ton about paintball you know because no, who says speedball i used to say speedball when i played with a spider you know, which was like what last year, a couple weeks ago, last time, yeah, and uh, you know, so I, I I know that they didn't have like a big background because they're asking a lot of questions, but they're asking good questions, right? So I kind of like helped them out. And I said basically, I was like, I kind of looked at what they had. I looked at the room that we had. We we stepped off a bunch of things. I'm like, you can put the field in here this way. Explain to them that they're going to need netting. We talked about compressors. We talked about all this. I said, you really want to please the clientele. You need to get this graded. And you need to put down turf, 
graded, compacted, drainage, put down turf, and get a regulation 2018 NXL field. Right. And that's what they did. So they there's a it's netted turfed uh like a black and gray 2018 NXL field. Ready to go. Yeah, it's there. They've they've been having play on it already. Really? It's awesome. Yeah. It's normal paintball, N O R M E L paintball. Normal. Buffalo Normal paintball in Buffalo, New York, and it's it's interesting, but I mean they could I could see some big things coming there. It's kind of in a the location maybe isn't great, you know, because kind of in like in the town. But I know they got they got everything going with the city and got it all set up. And they've been they've been playing there. They're looking to host a tournament or two, and you know, maybe do a pro clinic. Oh, oh. maybe that'd be fun. We could arrange that. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I know I know a couple guys that play pro. So yeah, yeah, a couple. I know a lot of them. See, but see there's so we talked about this there's so many pros now i don't I mean shit i don't know half of them anymore because there's 20 teams a bunch of guys from all over the place that, so i think we should stop calling ourselves professional paintball players when we do not get paid to play professionally yeah it's true but some people probably get paid to play some do some yeah. do some don't i i i consider myself a player who plays at the pro level? Yeah, but I don't consider myself a professional player. Because there's some people that obviously get paid to play. There's some people who maybe don't get paid by their team, but do a lot of extracurricular paintball, if you will. Right. To get paid, and you know, but I don't know anybody's situation really. You have to be able to definitely use your name. To be yeah. able to to make and it happen and, self- and make the push, but I mean that takes that takes time, you know. Yeah. And, and can can doing that, uh, you know, take more time than your normal nine to five? It might. I don't know. I don't know. I see. Like I follow what's his uh, what's his nuts, the the, the French guy uh, Marcelo. Marcelo. Yeah, French. <laughs> Marcelo Margot. That's Marcelo Margot. Margot. When you don't, when you got, the, when you got M A R G O T Margot, Margot. I think it's Marcelo. Marcelo, Marcelo, Margot. Mar- I think it's Marcello how you. Marcelo, Margot. Marcelo, Marcello, Marcello, Margot. It's yeah, Margot Mar- Roby. Marcelo does it very well. Uh, he does it very well. I Greenspan does it very well. I, I see Yarber. I see Harrison. I see. I don't see any of those guys. I don't no? know. Like I know Harrison. He's all over the place playing. Yeah. All the time. The Adventures of Marvin Harrison. The Adventures or, of Harrison Fry. Harrison Fry. <laughs> I just love his last name, Harrison Fry. F R Y, E. It's kind of a porn star name almost. It, I mean, it could work. Harry Fry. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why he doesn't go by that. Harry Fry. Harry Fry. We could start that. Harold Fry. It. Hashtag Harry Fry. <laughs> Seattle Thunder. So, I mean, have you have you played paintball nope. at all? No, no, nothing, huh? I haven't played any paintball since. No grandma's couch? No grandma's couch since World Cup. When I disappointingly took second place in 10-man, which is really honestly the only kind of paintball that matters. I'll go on record. They love to make fun of me. They're like, oh, yeah, here comes Mark bragging about his 10-man medals. But, hey, 
I got them and you don't. I love 10 man. It's just <laughs> it is a lot of fun. People man. that are jealous that didn't get to be 10 man series champions. This would probably be a great segue for the ICC. This is a great segue for the ICC. Big shout out to Tim Montressor. And I don't know who else is involved. I know there's a ton of other people involved. Montressor sounds French Tim too. Montressor. Montressor. Montresor. He did, he's done a great job. I, yeah, it's unbelievable. I and was going to go this year, and I was not able to, but next year I'm going to make it a priority. Um, and here, here should first, I have I told Carl today that I'm when we know the dates from Tim next year, 2019, Iron City Classic, which I find it hard to believe it wouldn't happen because it was – I heard more awesome this year than how, and it was awesome two years ago. Yeah. So I'm sure it's going to happen again. The biggest thing will be figuring out how they can ha- handle more more teams, you know, because yeah. I know they sold out. But we are going to make a 10-man mechanical team. We definitely should. And we're going to shoot people. Yes, with mechanical markers. With probably Planet Eclipse Emacs. I will have an Emac for I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I'm getting one of those. They're so fucking nasty, dude. They they shoot so good, and it's so fun to shoot. Have you shot one? No. You haven't shot one? No. Bruno has mine right now. What the fuck, Bruno? Well, he's playing the Masters that are that's coming up or something. Oh, yeah, old man. In Chicago. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, dude, uh, can I shoot that Emac? No. I was like, yeah, you can shoot it. Because I let uh, LJ shoot it over at the Irish City Classic. He's a good kid. I like LJ. I like LJ. He got married. He got he got he married did? in my in my in my my fun spot, Aspen, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Maroon, right. At the Maroon Bells, Maroon Lake. Dude, th- those are such good. Pretty much the definition cool of a small wedding. <laughs> right? Uh, like mom, dad, mom, dad. You may kiss the bride. Right. <laughs> you know LJ went right in there hard. Mm-hmm. There might have been tongue. I don't trust him not to. I think he went up. He probably did. He, she was probably tall. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make negative shoes, so I'm sure she's All she, love, LJ. Yeah. I think she – no, because she, she was there that day we went to that, that sketchy-ass burrito place in the hotel in Chicago. I think she met – she was with LJ. And I Across think she, from the hotels? Yeah, that sketchy one. that we had the horchata that came in the dirty plastic cup, but it was delicious, so I didn't ask <laughs> questions. It was good, but uh, I remember – I forgot it was in a dirty cup. <laughs> <laughs> something it was called burrito two and whenever i see that it always makes you wonder, what was the two did it burn did one burn down was one closed down for serving cat was like, it the number two or was it t-o-w it was the number two as in second attempt not two like as in also <laughs> they should have said burrito also I, that yeah, that was one of the more sketchy experiences with Mexican food I've had in the United States. Yeah, it was delicious. I'm not convinced I got steak in my burrito. Could have been horse meat, or I've had goat that tasted similar. Was it you and I that went to Jersey Mike's? Oh yeah, that twice, twice. Yeah, it was so it was so good, dude. I don't know if it was because we were so hungry those oh. days. Jersey but Mike's. holy shit! Dude. So there's a place in Buffalo called Dibella's, and it's very similar. Makes very good, and I think it's some sort of chainish, but it's very limited. It's not very widespread. Yeah, there's more than one in Buffalo, but I don't know how far it spreads from Buffalo. What is it called? Dibella's. Dibella's. 
Dibellas. Dibellas. D-I-B-E-L-L-A-S. I don't know, man. Jersey Mike's was Jersey Mike's off was the chisane. I'm ready to play some ten man though. That's I know, I'm right? Talking about it. I'm ready to play some. I'm ready to play some tournament paintball, man. I haven't played since uh, Dallas. How's the knee? Are you going to be it's ready really good for Chicago? I think so. Are you going to? So. tear it up. Yeah. You're going to have practice. When's it? Are you talking about my knee or like paintball? Tear it up. Hopefully the paintball part. <laughs> the paintball. Part. I thought I saw what the layout comes out the 29th. So that's what next Wednesday. See, so I have a plan not to even look at the layout until Thursday. I just wouldn't even look at so it. So I'm I'm forcing myself. To have an open mind. To have an open mind. <laughs> I hate it so much. They I hate release, it so much that they release it. They, they need to not it release it. It helps level the playing field a little bit. The bullshit. Bullshit. What? Not releasing it? No, 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 no. I thought you said releasing oh, it helps. No, I say they need to not release it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because that would help level the playing field. Yes. Yeah, the releasing it doesn't level the playing field. It lets the teams who can... Just shoot, shoot, shoot! Uh, as mu- endless amounts of paint and practice, endless amounts of times. Yeah, get let's get know, all the bounce all shots. Week. Let's do this. Let's 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 do this over and over and over again. So when we get to the field, there's no fucking there. There's five percent creativity happening. I, I feel like there's no trial and error. Like th- those were the days to me. The trial and error days were the fucking fun days of you paintball. Had to figure out how to play it, and it, you yeah, know, you still do to an extent. You see how like it's Friday. And then there's Saturday paintball, and then there's Sunday paintball, and like it changes around. But if it, you don't adapt, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Like, right. I'm it used it, to does, that it every time. gets honed in on Sunday. But the thing is, is that there's no like there's so much shit that people are already have have already figured out that it just I don't know. And everybody's gonna be like, well, you you know, this is coming from a guy who plays an aftershock who's second to last place. I was like, who's in last dude, I've, place? I've been ML Kings Thunder maybe. Ugh. But I've, dude, I've, I've played for teams. I played for teams that won. I've played for teams that lost. I've been in, you know, been in the middle before. So it's, it doesn't, it bothers me that we're that low. But I feel like anybody can win a tournament, man. But it's, it's come so far now that it's, it's pretty damn tough to win a tournament. But anybody yeah. could, anybody can win. But it's just pretty, pretty well, fucking tough. I mean, think about it in any, in any, you know, high level of any sport, like. Think about what it takes to to win the Stanley Cup. You know, yeah, a lot of hockey teams to beat, a lot of good hockey teams to beat, and beat them a lot too. It's not like you just have to, you know, beat them once. Like, right? Think about the playoffs. What is it? Is it four series or five? I think it's four series to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah, four or five. Yeah, it could be five if you were. They do. They do a wild card, I think. So it could be five if you somehow were the wild card. But isn't that crazy, though? There's only five events for uh, NXL mm-hmm. in the so U.S. expensive, though. It is very expensive. I mean, think of the budget that Does, the teams that are playing the full – is, is Impact the only team in Heat, maybe, that play Europe and here, like, as a team? As a team, because I know practically Dynasty, Dynasty is Untouchables or whatever they are. Yeah, but not it's not all of them though, is it? I I'm pretty sure it's all but one. I'm almost positive it's all but one. Why don't they just play under their Dynasty name then? I don't know because sense. it's it's Marcelo, it's Greenspan, it. uh, it's Yosh, it's Blake Yarber, and then there's one other dude. 
who's not on Dynasty that I know of. But at least they're they're playing M4 Pod now. Are they? Yeah. Oh yeah, they are in the pro. Isn't it? No, the pro's still or is unlimited. There's the pro unlimited. Then the the, the pro still. That's stu- That's so stupid. playing M4 Pod. Yeah. They why not just M2 why pod. not just make it? Which is dumb because they wanted to they wanted to shoot more paint. That's that to me. That's all it shows. When they change that to well, no, we're gonna buy the Millennium and then we're gonna make them have four pods so they shoot all four pods. I should play. We should play M1 Pod. So I, I think it's it's gonna be the same regardless. I think. As long as you have ramping guns, people are going to shoot more paint regardless. Regardless of whether you have one pod, two pod, four pods, a million pods, you're going to shoot more paint all the time. If you can shoot ramping left-handed and it doesn't hinder your shot, you're going to you're going to continue shooting your gun left-handed. Or you're going to go I, I think you're going to be um you know, when you're in a gunfight and you can shoot left-handed and you have ramping, I think you have this false sense of confidence. Yeah, versus somebody who, if it was semi-automatic and you can't shoot at all left-handed. Yeah, and you can throw and you can throw three balls, five balls, whatever, six balls out really, really quickly. Yeah. And you know, but everybody goes and shoots their bunker and just like doesn't go in. Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, what if they did like M4 pod in the mechanical ten man? That would be, that'd be rad. That would be. That would be a cool transition. Just be like, going to mechanical. Have it all pros just play mechanical. Might as well anyway. I mean, the loaders they're they're they still have two hundred dollar loaders out that only have to feed ten point two balls a second. Yeah, that would be cool. All the pros mechanical markers. Pro no, no auto cockers though, man. But the thing is, they would never do that because they want. The, it's part of the marketing scheme. They want the kid like that fancy gun you got sitting over there. They want the kids to buy that one because AfterShock uses that. Well, one. That's how they make. That's how companies that make their money. Or shoot, I just bumped. That's right. Edit that out. They want to. That's how they're going to make their money. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, we're going to make all the pros wear T-shirts." Well, then the kids aren't going to want the fancy jerseys to look like the pros. I think they should make all. Th- I like what they did in the pros, though. They made all teams have matching jerseys. Have like, like set like color schemes and whatnot. It was ridiculous how like the jerseys were changing every game, every like match, every, every event, day, every event. Yeah, yeah. It makes it hard on the spectators that want to like watch. It's like it, it's going toward the home and away thing, but it's still not regulated. It's not good from a spectator standpoint. I just don't think it's it's never going to get to where it needs to be to be like mainstream. Breakout. Yeah. See, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Like, why, you know, why is it that it feels as a pro, it doesn't feel like it used to be? Because I, I feel like a, now it's just a perk that pros play at the NXL events. Because then I, I feel like the normal divisional player that goes to the NXL events, their number one main thing is that they are playing. Yeah. They have a tournament to play. And, and then they, maybe somewhere down the line, they get to go watch a pro game or two. If they want to pay, that's it, the problem. And then if they want to pay, we on top about of that, that before, is think about what I'm paying to be there, and then I'm gonna now. Now you want me to pay to come over there? Like that should be part of my twenty eight hundred dollar, twenty nine hundred dollar X ball entry. And I don't know if they do. They I don't, don't know if I don't know if they come with. No, it doesn't. You have to buy it. And I've only, that's why only at World Cup did I ever ever have, ever have it. You know, that's why I had you get me pit stickers so I could 
watch games without having to pay them. Basically, I'm great at I'm great at reloading guns though. Yeah, no, I you do a great job. I'm, I'm strong at wiping a gun down. You do a great job. I always make sure they're they're not on. Wiping the heads I off. Wipe it off. Yeah. You can see the top of everybody's heads. So you just... I do. Yeah. I'm like LJ, come here. I gotta bend down to wipe his head off. <laughs> Don't hurt his little head. But he I rem- went to where did he go? He went to Infamous, right? Uh, yes, he did. And somebody else, yeah. Mike, went to trade my gun. Outlaws, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. I, I, I'm not really following. I don't know half the shit that goes on. The only reason I see that is because, like, I mean, like I'm friends with them, so I see like stuff on the interwebs, but not. I'm not like watching PB Nation or anything like that. Yeah, John um, Dresser videos. I did hear John Dresser surrendered an Ohio kid. I don't know the story. I just keep seeing it pop up. Yeah, online. So the 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 way it's been told to me is that he got surrendered in the woods by John Dresser. That's rough. Maybe scared him. And we talked about that. You can't you can't surrender. No. You have to try and spin on him and just. Take the punishment you have coming. What do you think? What do you think is worse, surrendering or like shooting yourself on purpose? Surrendering. Instead of yeah. surrendering, you should have shot. He should have shot himself in the foot. Yep. Like, oh, there. See, I'm out. There it is. I'm out. We always joke and eliminate. Like, if somebody gets a good swing, we'll be like, all right, we'll say like, oh, I was in the net. Doesn't count. Well, but that you. Uh, what's that? To no Saturday, you have a tournament, right? Yeah. The 2018 Toledo Sport and Social Club Mud Volleyball event benefits the Kidney Foundation of Northwest Ohio. It's a great event. Tons of teams. They dig. They use a bulldozer. Do like little dikes with little. They put like foot of water. Play. It's, it's all muddy. It's a. It's a riot. Sell a ton of beer. It's got 61 kegs of beer. In Columbus? No, it's in Toledo right here. Oh. At the uh, Lucas County Rec Center. Really? Yeah. It's cool. It's a good time. It sounds like fun. They got some food trucks and I think Deets Barbecue and somebody else. Do you plan on winning? I I always play to win. I don't play any game not to win. That's a good mindset. If you play a game without the intention of winning, you shouldn't bother playing. That's my thought. Yeah, I agree. No points for second place. Do you have fun? Yeah, I try to have fun. I enjoy the games that I play. Good. But I play to win. Always. Always play to win. Yeah. I play to win in pickup hockey. I don't want to lose in pickup hockey. Let alone. My pickup skates are really good because I get to play with some ex-NHL guys. But so like really? Sk- yeah. Who do you play with? Like Mike Pekka. There. That sounds familiar. Patrick Coletta. Sabres guys. Did, did they say something about your height? Usually, yeah. Pekka's like five foot six, so. I feel like Zdeno Chara. Like, hello, little buddy. Hello, little buddy. Hello, little friend down there. How Can are you? Can you please tape up my shin guards for me? <laughs> I remember the first time I skate and step on ice. Fall down. <laughs> I fall hard. When I was three, my dad took me to Bowling Green State University ice rink to skate, and I fall on head. Explains a lot. I have been skating much better ever since. Yeah. It's not how many times you fall, Carl. It's how many times you get up. 
It's great. It's great advice. Should we end on that? No. Okay. I saw. I we, saw. You, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to end on that <laughs> one or not. <laughs> you looked at me like that's that's all I got. That's it. Oh, I, saw, I, saw I wanted to give you one of these, dude. Oh, what is it? A sticker? Yeah. Oh, nice. You can put it on your uh, forehead. Phone. Loader. Loader, if you want. I saw a meme on the internet. Banners. He had to do with what we were kind of talking about, and it said something like, said something that's, it says like, me, it's not how many times you fall, it's how many times you get back up. And then it said, and then it says, cop, that's not, not how it works in a field sobriety test. <laughs> <laughs> That would be good stuff. Uh, yeah. Paintball. I don't really like to drink anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, I not that it, I not that I loved I drinking before. I never loved. I mean, I used to love drinking. I would say probably I used to drink too much, and now I just I don't know. It's kind of one of those. I've just I'm getting older, and I I can't I don't recover. So if I go out and drink too much, I just feel like crap and ruin my next day. Yeah. So I just usually am not really into that. I found that. I pretty much exclusively drink either bourbon straight, mm-hmm. just a little bit of it, or I drink red wine. That's just what, and that's a that's a Tashi conversion. Yeah. Because before you would have seen me with a Budweiser heavy or maybe like a nice Bush Copper Top, and mm-hmm. I see I'm more of an herbivore. Yeah. Yeah. Explain. Yeah, I would just rather partake in some herbage rather oh, than. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, I rather than see. smell what you're. You smelling the stinky? What you're. I was following a guy on my motorcycle today. Speaking of the stinky, I had a great <laughs> idea. I was following a guy on my motorcycle, and I'm, I get the, the very profound whiff of herbage. We should, you know what we should do? Have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? No. Oh, my God. So they, they refer to smoking weed as eating a sandwich mm-hmm. because it's like he's telling his kids the story is how the whole show is set up. Yes. So it's like he goes, uh, he's like, so we were sitting there eating a sandwich. And I remember it was a really good sandwich. And, you know, like they because, you know, obviously he's not telling his 12 year olds about them higher than a kite like the time he met, you know, Lily right. or whatever. So that's what. We were eating a sandwich. But anyway, this guy was clearly eating a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, as I was following him in this Jeep, and I pull up next to him, and he's just like. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. Yeah. I was like, suspicion confirmed. See, but like, at would it be still taboo if, let's say, at family get-togethers, instead of, you know, everybody, you know, passing around a beer's. And getting drunk, everybody was just passing around a joint or whatever. Or a big giant hookah right in the middle of the table. Just yeah. Sprouting with... Do you mean what's garbage. what's more what's more irresponsible? Nobody gets high on marijuana and goes and wrecks their vehicle and kills a family of five because they got on the interstate the wrong way. Right. There's it's It's been making a lot of headway and... You know, I'm it's not. It's only a matter of time. It's the the thing is, Colorado has proved that the taxes. Oh my god, great, dude. Make great revenue off of it, and that's the biggest thing. Is they have to just they the government wants to be able to do that right, but you got to remember too. You have the big tobacco. You know, like Philip Morris, for instance. I don't know the other companies, but they're that's deep in Washington pockets. Like that, I mean, 
They don't want it to go anywhere. I watched. Well, look at Big Farm. So in Big Pharma. With for philosophy, same thing. Yeah. For philosophy, I did a I did an interesting. Um, uh, what was the name of the documentary I wrote a paper on? Uh, it's called The Merchants of Doubt, and it's about. That sounds familiar. It's about the people, who, market were the marketing geniuses, if you want to call them that. They they are. Behind the initial tobacco push, that they basically didn't convince you that they never didn't have to tell you convince you cigarettes were good for you. They were just convincing you that they weren't bad for you, and kind of establishing that. Or doubt, that it was cool to do it. Well, yeah, that was the other thing. You know, they put these you know girls and like, oh, this guy he gets the three girls in the bikini. Back then, it was like the high waisted, which that's coming back. What the fuck, chick? Stop that shit. <laughs> Weird. You got like James Dean with one hanging out of his mouth. And yeah, he's like cool. And it's like this is cool. You could smoke some camels. Now it's like smoking cigarettes is not cool. And I don't think people that smoke cigarettes anymore even think it's cool, but they're they're hooked. It's a habit. It, yeah, it's physically addicted. They have to have it. They people used to think they were cool. My grandpa used to smoke because that's how you got a break in the military. Right. Like. It would smoke them if you got them. If you didn't, you just kept working. Like, so, okay, well, I'm going to smoke so I can stand with the rest of these dipshits. Yeah. yeah. Ruin my lungs, but I want a break. I get a break. Yeah. Think of the people that smoke at work. You know, there's people There's people at my work, 10 minutes an hour every hour, they're outside smoking. That's ridiculous, you know. I read somewhere that if you take a 10-minute crap at work every day, it's like basically like a week's paid vacation. <laughs> so... I utilized that for like five years at BP. Yeah. You know what they say? The boss makes a dollar and you make a dime. That's why you shit on company time. TM. Yeah. That's what I would do. But I I mean, that's how I, that's where I think of it. I, number one thing is I don't, uh, I don't like the way drinking makes me feel. Like obviously, you know, everybody has a good time when they drink too much or whatever. But the next day is it's fun. And, it's terrible. Yeah, it's fun until the hangover. Yeah, the the next day is terrible. I I, I feel like shit. I I, I, had, well, I make I, terrible decisions when I'm drunk. Oh. You know, so it's it. I really and I, I remember. Have you ever made a bad choice other than eating an entire fucking bag of chips when you're high on Mara Herbage? I have. Uh, you know, I've made some questionable choices, <laughs> but but nothing nothing I feel like, like the it was most drinking. common high THC high mistake people make is nutritional when they go to the fucking fridge and they're like, oh, half a block of fucking cream cheese and a whole box of triscuits. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know any person that becomes an instant asshole when they uh, when they smoke? No. What about when they drink? Oh yeah. Yeah, like oh, that yeah. that should be that should be it right there. Like there's the line. Like I'm like I'm tons of fun. Like when I drink, I'm fun. Like I'm just I get like super chatty and just want to be friends with everybody and let's party and yeah. then it's like shots, let's do tequila and then everyone's fucked up <laughs> and and apparently allegedly my girlfriend and everyone will tell you I'm a pusher. I do not feel that I am that much. <laughs> a pusher? Yeah, I push alcohol on people. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't got to work till 6 a.m. Well, fuck it. Here's one more shot. Yeah, I can Mark, see that. Mark, it's 3 a.m. <laughs> I can see that. I do. I I mean, to an extent, I do. Mm-hmm. But it's all, for me, I, I like chilling out, deep thinking, 
uh, playing music, you know, making art, hanging out with people, and just... I don't like feeling like shit. I mean, yeah. that's that's basically what it comes down to it. I like having a good time, but I don't like feeling like shit. And I, I like expanding my mind. And the only thing that alcohol does... It's not saying I don't do it at all anymore. I still drink every now and then. I just love but but I just like... It just it's just not for not for me. I just don't really do it as often. I definitely I mean I don't. I used to do it every day. I hate the way it makes me feel. And I just I used to it used to, and I used to bear, like essentially not get hung over. I could just fucking drink and drink and drink and I would never get hung over. That's how I felt when I was younger, especially yeah. like all when these I was younger doing, now? playing oh. paintball and getting together at all these uh these hoedowns and everything. We used to drink and like used to make terrible decisions and, and I, but now I would much prefer I would much prefer the herb rather than the bottle. I would just love, I just like, my go-to is really, is like a bottle of red wine. Delicious. Tashi loves the red wine. I love, I'd love me some wine. That's for sure. And I like, I drink bourbons. So it's. But it's all considered a drug. It's all, all drugs. It's, it's all, all drugs. the same. And then there's a lot. I mean, people are always like, oh, well, that gives me a worse hangover. That gives, your hangover comes from dehydration. Simple as that. Like it, I, so it can you can feel worse in the morning depending on what you drink based on the reaction of how, what's in, in your GI system based on a lot of other things like like pH balance and different different things that are involved with that. But from the standpoint of like the hangover feeling, not like necessarily like the nausea, but like your headache and just feeling down, that comes from dehydration. Like if you're hydrated, I thought that was your liver like trying to process all the alcohol. Well, that's what your liver does. Your your body basically when it gets the alcohol, it views the alcohol as a toxin, right? And it it basically shuts everything down. It's horrible for your nutrition because it, but your body basically stops digesting, you know, and then restarts after it tries to eliminate all of this, you know, alcohol. It's not good. It's not good for you. It goes straight into the. Straight into the, uh, bloodstream. the bloodstream. Yeah, and then your liver's got to filter it all out. And that's why when, if you drink every day, you, you're going to wreck your liver eventually. Yeah. It was cirrhosis. And you die. Yeah, I think I think in relatively probably five years, I want to say, that uh, <laughs> that marijuana is going to be oh, yeah. across the board. They're, I mean, they're growing it like all over the place now in these controlled – setups and well there's so many health benefits and there's so many like, yeah like you said before look at colorado look at you know the the uh, tax revenue that they're making off of it the places in aspen are it's sweet. yeah and i i think i heard that they were actually giving money back to people because they were just collecting so much that they started giving money back i don't know i don't know how true that is but that like they're they're building schools they're you know they're going through all kinds of shit and building all kinds of things in Colorado. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you go into, I mean, there's a, there's the extent of people that are going to, they're going to pay for the legal stuff at the, because one, they know the source, like it's controlled yeah. to an extent. You know, it's not, you don't know what, you're going to get some weed laced with fentanyl and, you know, die. Yeah. Imagine if they're like, hey, man, I got some, I got some, uh, some yeah. gas for $1.82. Yeah. Oh, you, you want some I'd of be, that? I'd be there. Yeah, stick it in my tank. You want some unleaded for a dollar eighty-two? Bar? Yeah, is it non-ethanol? Not ethanol. Ooh, tell me more about E85. it. Eighty-five. Oh, that's that's a lot of ethanol. <laughs> What's the other fifteen percent? Cornstarch. Oh, that's hot it. shingles, Shay. <laughs> no hot shingles. I was on the rock. Yeah. My name is Sean Connery. 
<laughs> I starred in the movie Hunt for Red October. Dude, thank you for thank you for coming on here. I, I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. I had a good time. I mean, we can still keep going. I don't care. I mean, I. But it, it's really up to you. What because... do you want to talk about? What's like you know? We're gonna play a game for our listeners. Yeah. For a, we should do. A I'm game. having we a second do... child. Really? Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah, I did not you. know that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to t- I forgot to tell you before the podcast. I did not know that. And then, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she. We find out tomorrow. Oh wow! We find out tomorrow. I have a little wiener. Yeah, we'll Double see. Up. I don't know. She kind of ha- she's leaning that's towards. Awesome news. We would like another boy, but she has this feeling that it's going to be a girl. I kind of have this feeling it's going to be a girl. Podcast question: Was it intentional? No, no way, not at all. No one bit. Damn it. Yeah. Pull out game zero. Zero. <laughs> zero. And zero. No, it's uh you know, it's I'm exciting. Level of one to Cooper. How good is your pull out game? <laughs> uh Cooper. you know, it's it's interesting. You know, because having Cooper and and playing and everything has been it's been stressful. You know, trying to focus. You know, some guys are able to do it. You know, some guys aren't. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Are you ready for another yeah. kid? How do you feel about having another kid? Uh, I guess as as ready as I can be at this moment. I mean, you know, okay, but you've already done it once. It's just another, I did it once. Just it's, another go around it, now. It's like it, getting a second dog. Yeah. It, yeah. This it's a big change. That's I tell people. I always tell people they're like, well, I got one dog now, and I was like, going from one to two is a lot. Yeah. That's a that's a hundred percent addition, you know, but going from two to three isn't as bad. Yeah, you know, it doesn't seem as bad if you already have two and then you add a third one. You know, only fifty percent. Do you and Tosh plan on getting married anytime soon? Uh, I don't know. Probably maybe. Uh, probably next, or, next well, year. You know what? You, the only reason I feel like you would need to get married is for the benefits. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, but other than that, like, there's no real like. Like I'm, uh, Tiff and I were talking about this. Like that ring that she has on her finger, you know, it's not, um, you know, it's not a ten thousand dollar ring. It's not a, a five dollar ring, but it's a happy medium. But yeah. that doesn't express my love for her. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so fucking material, and I feel like that is like the prime, like an engagement ring. They push, the jewelers push this, these rings on you, and this, and status, and this a and that. quarter of your year's, you know, a quarter of a year's salary on it. Yeah, do that, Come and then. On. Oh well, you can get this car that has manual windows and everything, or you can get this other car that will get you to the, you know, get you to point A to B at the same time because of traffic and all this bullshit. But you know, you won't have to look at the road because it has automatic driving. You'll it'll it'll allow you to text and drive more, you know, and all this and all these other fucking bells and whistles. And it's like, you don't you don't have to have it. The the, the Media and everything else tells you that this is what you should have. This is what you need. Yeah, it's bullshit, man. Well, the crazy thing about it is, how about the fact when? How about the fact that your your girlfriend, gonna be fiance slash wife, is a surgeon, and she needs a wing a ring like you have because she can't even wear it. Like you know, you're gonna you're gonna buy her a ten thousand dollar ring that she maybe wears on Saturday night if she's out if she's not working. Yeah. Like, Seven days a week, pretty much she's at work. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and she can't wear her ring because when you scrub in, she can't wear a big old gaudy diamond ring. Exactly. In surgery. So now what? Now she loses it. She needs it. You know, we talked about it. She's going to a lot of a lot of them that do wear their rings to work have like a necklace that they put them on. But it's just kind of like it. You take it off. Yeah. Put it on. Like it's just you it becomes know, a pain now, in the ass at that point. Yeah. And that's why use a little just this little silicone like thing like a band. Dude, it was it was like 15 bucks or yeah, 20 bucks or whatever. And then uh Tiff My dad's never wore his. We were thinking about just selling her set, selling her set and then just getting something kind of small and dinky and like She's like, "Well, we're not going to get what we paid for." I was like, "I don't care." Like it doesn't you know, it doesn't bother me. Well, as like, long as we get back what we're going to pay for, you know, whatever ring you're going to want. Even when you think about marriage, it's like is it it just becomes a formality like you know, yeah. At that point, when you live together and you know do everything together and share the house and all that, like it's just is mar- is a piece, is just a piece of paper then. Benefit, like you said, benefits maybe. You know, I, I think guess. I'm gonna call this podcast Truth Serum Number Nineteen. Truth Serum Number Nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Point one. Or maybe not Number Nineteen because Truth Serum Number Fifty Nine. Maybe just Truth Serum. All right, then we're gonna play a game right now. Two truths and a lie. Two balls and a dick. That's only one truth. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Hit me. Two truths and a lie. All right. So I say three things, and you have to determine which two are true and which one is a lie. I'm going to pick which one's the lie. Yeah. Okay. Um, this runs deep. I went to Catholic school for four years. Lie. Wait. Are you saying it now? Return. Just as Catholic school, do as you a say whole. it now? Do you wait? Wait. Do you wait until I say my three things and then say? If which you would have said lie? high school, I would have said lie, because I know it's a well, lie. Well, I didn't say high school. Okay. That's why so you that's should why just I revo- I re- hold your re- answer. I reverted. All right. All right. To, you may have to. I may have to ask for clarification, like a kid at a spelling bee. Okay. Country well, just hold your pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to Catholic school, just Catholic school for four years. I have one sister and two half-brothers, and I have only been late to work five times this year. Well, this month. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with late to work five times this month, because <laughs> I know better than to believe that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I wasn't, I knew. But it's always by like only just a, a minute. Sister and a half and a half brother, I think. Yeah, I have another one that lives in Utah. I didn't know that, and I think I remember. I knew you didn't go to Catholic high school, but I knew you. I think I remember you saying you went to a grade school. Is yeah. it my turn? It is. Yeah. So I'm not late all the time, but just this <laughs> like this past the week with the melatonin's been <laughs> fucking me up. All right. Tell me some truths and maybe a lie. Two truths and a lie. Um, I probably should have wrote down some questions. I went to a Catholic school for two years. I have flown a B-17G flying fortress in the left seat as a pilot. This is dead air. People don't like this. I got to think of a good one. 
I grew up on a farm. See, clarify, <laughs> grew up on a farm. Did you grow up in between farm fields? <laughs> I'm going to say they grew up on a farm. That is a lie. Yeah. You're right. Look at you. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Well, yeah, your father's a pilot. Yes. When I was, the only way we were talking about this, the first entry in my logbook is a, was you used to be able to buy, you can still get flight experiences in a B-17, but you can't, you don't actually get time in the left seat. They used to sell and you'd get, you'd actually get to sit in the left seat, like hands on the controls and make some banking turns with the B-17G. And as a child, I got to do that. It's the first entry in my logbook and it's the most probably one of the most memorable things from my like young younger childhood because mm-hmm. i mean growing up i wanted to be a pilot that was my my whole goal was aviation it was everything i used to watch top gun all the time like i watched everything there was to know about aviation like i still keep up on every plane every every event every like all i just it's all important to me i just never been like i always wanted to be a pilot maybe someday Maybe. I'll be a commercial pilot and just you fly can, to Mark, you can be whatever you put your mind to. Do you think so? Is that true? Here. All right. Since we're truth serum number 19-ing. <laughs> Steve Jobs says we should have, rest in peace, said that we should stop telling people that. That they can be whatever they want to be. Because they can't. LJ is never going to play in the NBA. Just like I'm never going to be a professional snake player in NXL. Do you think they said the same thing to Muggsy Bogues? There are there are in eliminations. It's different now. I don't think a player like Muggsy Bogues would be able to play now. I really don't. And that brings up a whole other conversation if you want to have it about how they'll never be a standout star probably in any sport like a Wayne Gretzky or a Bobby Orr. So, so do you think as a physical athlete specimen, uh, Steph Curry... Yeah. Do you think the only way that he would be able to play in the NBA is if he was able to shoot threes the way he does? Yeah. Otherwise, he's not that big of a dude. Like, he's no. not really physically his, – his physical attributes are not – although I, I'm saying that out of my ass because I don't know how tall he is. I don't know – like he, he has He can handle the ball. Go back the other way, though. Now, how about Dennis Rodman? All Terrible had, offensive player. All he had to do was collect rebounds. Yeah. He's a defensive player. That's it. But the best defense, is best a good offense, offense, is a good defense. Is a good defense. This is true. If the other team does not score, you cannot lose. Think about it. Yeah, that's what I tell people at hockey. You think that you think that's why impact is so good? Because they play defensive. You can only play so defensive though. That's the, right. Like in hockey, for instance, I'm a very offensive defenseman but i'm saying they have a good defense like like impact has a lot of comebacks i think that's important right i think that's very important if you that a team can i've played plenty of paintball where two guys get shot on the break and you might as well just walk to the pit because you're just going to get shot in the back probably Mm -hmm. they don't care two guys get shot on the break okay well we've done this a million times i've been in this situation before yeah yeah it's training I mean, it's, if you do it, it's just reps, I think, and you get comfortable with the biggest thing is I think a lot of people, like, they get down on bodies, and then people try to make crazy moves always, and I 
I just don't. I don't get that. Either. Do you think paintball is just going to turn out to be just this giant waiting game? I think it already has with unlimited paint. Some of these events, they just everybody. You know, you see these guys who are supposed to be these fast fit, like straight to the snake guys. Like I know you always do the M4 pod thing, but like I've seen, I seen the one tournament last year. Chad George got like twelve pods on his back. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And then how many? And then how many pods do you like? Even if he closes out the game, how many pods does he usually have left on his back? Probably all gone. I'd say sometimes even I'd say sometimes they he has probably like eight. Yeah. So if he starts with if he starts with eighty, probably has four left on his pack. Yeah, even if he closes out the game, the, you know, it depends on the game. Yeah, obviously, but let's say average point. Average point is minute and a half, two minutes. Average point. I would say that you know, I think we were talking about this before. Even at M4 pod, that is just shooting your fourth yeah. pod. It depends on how the. It just really depends on how and the ramping. game plays out because. You know, I've had, I can think of last year that I had times where you could get three kills from the wall and I never even put a second pod in my loader. But then I can think of other times where if you get up there and then they go, the lane you're like trying to like bait them, they go on the break through somehow, then you're stuck there basically just railing on them, you know, and the next thing you know, you're eight, like I used to carry eight pods. It doesn't, doesn't slow me down. Right. To, I, I mean, you can't tell me that a little, like, tiny guy, it doesn't slow them down. To yeah. carry double well, the pain. There's no reason. It's silly. There's no, yeah. there's no fucking reason. What about this? So, um, uh, Ryan from X Factor, the coach. Okay. I think Ryan. Why did I say Ryan? It's, um, it is Ryan. I just had a, a fucking brain fart. I can't think of it. I'm kicking myself in the ass. I, the I know it. Guy? What's his name? Alex? Um, Ryan Brand. Okay. The the, the coach. Uh, younger guy. I used to play for him. But anyway, he brought up this whole thing about a shot clock. And I think I, I I had I talked to him about it because I was thinking about the same thing. Now, what if there was what if there were seven two-minute points? I think it'd be awesome. Seven two-minute points. And th- it's it's obviously who can score in that point. Or who has more bodies at the end of those two points? There's always going to be a point scored, no matter what. If if there is a stalemate, see, I, see, I'm wondering about this. See, if, I can't, if, can't if there's a the... if there's a stalemate, though, do you start sectioning out the field into, um, like gridding out the field? Like you know how the MPPL did, where they had like the green was like this much, and then when you got to the fifty, was um, it, it was red. And then when you're when you're on the other side of the team, it was green again. But obviously, you knew you were on the other side of the field. So what if now, if it goes to tie, at the end of a point, it goes to advancement. Whoever got farthest up the field. Whoever got farthest up the field. So that would kind of push players downfield too. Yeah. But then what? Then what if somebody's runs forward at the buzzer? Like, do they have to establish? I see, I see a lot of officiating issues. But but then you can actually you can actually involve uh, technical replays. You know, whatever you can actually use yeah. the replay was and camera shot, angles. Where was he? You was can he definitely see that. We know established at the bunker, or is he just running downfield? It, it, it could that could get tricky. It can get tricky, but I would rather I'd rather do something like that and get people like influencing people to move rather than influencing people to fucking sit on their ass and just shoot their guns. I think you do. I think you do it, but don't do the stalemate rule. It's just you. You only score a point if you go down there and touch the buzzer. Period. If you don't, if nobody touches the buzzer. It's done. So the point goes away. 
Yeah, there's nobody knows it's a no point. So it's a no point. Yeah. And then at the end of seven, if it's tied, it goes into a three on three overtime. Sure. Five minute three on three overtime. Mm-hmm. It's all interesting. It's all interesting stuff. Because otherwise, if you do if you allow for stalemates to gain you to have the potential to gain you something, especially if you're up a body, then it's useless. If you get up, if you get up, yeah. But how bodies, often do people get shot? Though is what I'm saying. Well, you gotta say you say you go five on three on the. If a team shoots two off the break, right? They're not going anywhere. Well, you obviously. Well, right, but you obviously have to fucking shoot your gun anyway, right? Or like you obviously have to play the point out. So you could the three could still obviously shoot guys out and advance downfield. But if the team's playing smart, they're just gonna sit. I mean, they should they should never be able to. Think about it. Three should never be able to advance into five and capitalize how often do you see three on fives i would say quite a bit but they don't you you don't usually win on the three on five yeah i guess that would be the biggest i mean because that, that's what the, suck because then it would come in it wouldn't come in with the other team trying to advance it would be the other team just trying to fucking hold out even more yeah it would, so it would fucking be, boring dude you'd have to go it's all boring you know what we should do we should all just line up in civil war wouldn't it be more fun? I like playing. Whenever I'm at practice, I like playing Civil War, and then I like playing uh, Paint. So instead of horse, you play Paint. You just, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those are my two most fun. I those like, are those are my two most fun drills that I do at practice. I like playing <laughs> Civil War. Yeah. You gotta start a long way. Oh, it's so fun! It's so fun, and then you just take a big step. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> This <laughs> uh, means it's close. A crack means crack. now they're shooting at us. Or it hits you and it doesn't break. Yeah, you're like, ooh, I'm still in. Yeah. I'm still in. This just nicked you. Yep. You can feel it like go through the Could flap you, of your how headgear. How sweet would it be to have like a to do like a you know so at a game like Living Legends do like a thousand on thousand Civil War game. Oh my god. Like in rows. And like march at each other and just <laughs> Dude, I haven't played I haven't played a scenario game since Tipman versus the World a couple years ago. You know what would be fun? Do a big game like that, but you only have everyone only has one paintball. And you get you just they you slow walk in paces at each other and then decide and then you can shoot your one like when you're ready. No, you have you have a, a pouch yeah. on your hip full of paint and you have a squeegee you a barrel and you have it. the musk you have the musket load every single one. They should make musket guns. They How should. How sweet would that be? You probably do like that would be awesome. And have a little remote line or you can just have just, like a have a CO2 or your tank like in the stock and just boom. rip like fake yeah. rip open up. <laughs> A gunpowder bag. Yeah, take a knee and just like trash. How it. scary would that shit be, though, dude? I mean, when you think about it, how dumb. Oh my god. The Americans finally figured it out in the Revolutionary War, like to go to guerrilla warfare and let's run around and shoot in the back and shoot in the side and screw this stupid shit. You know. Was that it, or was it Genghis Khan? Well, he probably did too. But I'm saying, in in that old style of ridiculousness back in the dude, day though in medieval i mean look at the look at the opening scene from gladiator dude speaking of how how crazy is fighting with like swords and shit awesome. like getting cut would you rather get shot or cut with a giant sword shot 
All day. All day. All day shot. I've seen a few people fucked up from knife wounds. Hard pass. Yeah. Just shoot me. See, but then I've seen people with, you know, a nice little entry wound, and then uh, their backs are all blown out. Depends on what you're shot with. Right. What's what's comparable to a, you know, let's say a three-foot sword? What would be a shot comparable to that? Uh, I'll just pass on both. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to get shot, I want to get shot with a heavy caliber rifle center mass, so I'm just dead. Were you the one that showed me the video of the dude running around? With a machete, and he just like he was getting. Yeah, there's probably. a crazy dude in the middle. There's the cops, and everybody's like getting heavy around. Case, and the fumbling around. The one dude like drops, drops his, gun, his rifle. Like, as the dude's like attacking <laughs> him. Yeah. Oh my god. It shows uh, why you don't put yourself within that range. That's why they train it. That's why you train for your handgun at 21 feet. 21 feet's the distance somebody can close before you can draw your weapon and fire, unless you're like unbelievably well trained. Which that's not a police officer by any means. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, I mean, some they most of them shoot their gun three times, twice a year, you know, maybe three times a year. So is that a weekly thing? No, no. Most I don't think they, I think they only have to qualify once a year, technically. But even in a service weapon, like if you have it in a holster on your side, yeah, and you're like thinking it's re- you're ready to draw your weapon. Like you don't have. You know, there's a lot of judgment that takes place very, very quickly in that situation. Like, you don't have time to... 21 feet is what they say. It seems like a... It sounds like a long way, but it's not. Like... Yeah. For somebody to be standing there and you facing them, and then they can... Basically, you don't know what they're going to do, and then they just decide they're going to attack you, and you're standing there ready to... This is... This would be in a set scenario. Like, you know they're either going to put their hands up... Or attack you, but you don't have your hand on your weapon yet. You're standing there, and then they, then when they react, you have to react, and you decide to try to draw your piece and point it and fire. You, you, you really can't. You know what the answer is? Jujitsu. <laughs> Everybody, just do jujitsu. Just learn jujitsu, man. It's it could be a lifesaver. Or carry a you know five inch fixed blade on you. Which, the one I have is only, I think, like, two and a half, three. I just carry a gun. I carry every once in a while. I think everybody should carry a gun. I don't carry it as often as I probably should. Every day. You should. When you go anywhere with your family, you should carry a gun. That's what I would do. Yeah. You never know. Too many crazy people out there. It is. You can carry around one of Jameson's knives. Around your neck. Or, like... Strap your strap parallel to your belt. See, I would love to carry one of his knives, but I feel like they're so nice to look at. Yeah. That I would just want to put it on the wall. Yeah, but what if somebody attacked you and you could just fuck them up with it? Then mm-hmm. hashtag J Chop. <laughs> just tag him. Yeah. He has the best name ever for a knife maker. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like Chop. It's almost like it's fake. It's it's like if uh, if you're a fisherman, your last name's Angler. Yeah. Hi, I'm Steve Angler. What do you do? I'm a professional fisherman. Captain Hook. No. No. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, we should wrap this up. We because, wrap it up. What, uh, is it bedtime? Yeah, it's just about that time. Oh, because I'm riding my bike to Columbus tomorrow Ooh. to get a Therminator. What? Ther- the Thurman Cafe has a burger called the Therminator. Yeah. It's like a pound and a half of beef. 
And you're taking the challenge? I mean, it's not really a challenge. Uh-huh. just a big burger. You don't get like a t-shirt for eating it all? Probably not that, no. Just a big bill? Yeah, it's like 20 bucks. Which, whatever. Pound and a half of meat. 20 bucks. I mean, yeah, it's 20 bucks. Are you going to eat the bun? Probably not. So that's why it's not a... If, if, even if it was a challenge, I would fail. Yeah. Not into carbohydrates, really. Do you like your steak medium rare? No. Done? Rare. rare? See, I'm like a medium rare. I don't like if it's too chewy rare. I like it's like ni- nice right in the middle. Like I like it rare. Just still... I mean, a lot of times I'll tell I'll order my steak rare somewhere, and like the waiter or waitress will kind of look at me. I'm like, is this rare? No pun intended. You know, <laughs> you know. I don't. I, the way I look at it is, it's already dead once. So, right. I wouldn't be opposed to it if it came from like if it was a steak cut from like my buddy's family's butcher shop. I wouldn't be opposed to eating it raw. I would eat a raw steak. I would try it. Yeah. I'd try it. Bella likes steak. Yeah. And chicken. She likes everything. Carrots. With hummus. Ooh. She doesn't get Saidon hummus, though. I give her that cheap, savory bullshit. <laughs> the factory hummus? Yeah. She ain't getting Saidon hummus. That's the real deal. All right, man. Let's get out of here. What, what's the what's the sign out? How are you gonna How are you gonna close us out? Um. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, my if you is... lasted If you lasted this long, you're a true listener. Yeah. Thank you for uh, Thank you for joining us, everybody. I'm Mark Schulte, your special host, and I'm here with uh, Carl, the Microwave Markowski, aka Fastest Dad in Paintball, and we out. Peace, the grease. <laughs>